You're listening to Astroscope, astrology podcast by Mark Lerner and Great Bear Enterprises. This podcast is sponsored by Buzzword Consulting and Forfame.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to podcast number 81. It is Thursday, April 22nd, 2021, Earth Day. And after offering the Soul Awakening Astrology of Neptune Transits 2021 to 2026, we now present the Astrology of the Derek Chauvin Trial Verdict. The new podcast contains the charts for the announcement of the verdict in the Derek Chauvin Trial, the birth of George Floyd, the Sunrise Type Chart, the birth of Derek Chauvin, also Sunrise Type Chart, the U.S. Natal Chart, and the U.S. Secondary Progressed Horoscopes, the state of Minnesota birth chart, the horoscope of Jesse Jackson, and the horoscope for the passing of George Floyd on May 25, 2020. Overall, this is the 81st podcast offered to the public since May of 2019. Um, What I'm planning to do here is to go over various charts, and as a reminder, on our website at www.greatbearenterprises.com, in the Mark Lerner Astrology Radio Astroscope section, you will see a folder. And in that folder are the various charts for each of these podcasts. So I want to read now um, the intros from podcast 51, 52, and 53, because that's about nine hours of, uh, if you didn't listen to those, um, or if you want to listen to them again, Those go back to Saturday, May 30th of last year, 2020, uh, which was five days after uh, the murder of George Floyd. And then also Monday, June 8th, 2020, another podcast that I did. And also Thursday, June 18, 2020. So this is really part four of of this series, uh, The Astrology of American Injustice and Major Planetary Cycles. So uh, let me just read what I said there. Now, remember, again, you should go to greatbearenterprises.com because there's so many other charts. I'm going to be presenting information here. I'm not going to give you all the details that are in these charts. I'm going to give you hints and suggestions so that you can make your own determination when you look at the chart for Minnesota, George Floyd's chart, the uh, U.S. chart, the United States Secondary Progress chart, the chart for Derek uh, Chauvin for the verdict and so on. Um, there's other things that I'm going to be sharing now, but all of this was is in the context um, of what happened uh, in May of last year. So um, when I did podcast number 51, again, you can listen to all of these and it's almost nine hours of three different podcasts. Um, Saturday, May 30th, 2020, um, again, that was the, the Astrology of American Injustice 2020 Major Planetary Cycles Part 1. And that podcast had the horoscope for the killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis on May 25, 2020. So you can still see that on our website. And this is very important. The Juno Station Direct on May 26, 2020. You'll see how Juno p- plays into this. Juno is... In the United States birth chart from July 4th, 1776, the opposition of Juno to Chiron from Libra to Aries is the closest alignment of all the aspects for the United States. 
I've shared with all of you many times now, particularly one of my great teachers, Eleanor Bach, who's the first astrologer to come out with the four main asteroids in their ephemeris back in 1973. And um, Juno has a lot to do when it's working well with peace and harmony and civility. But when it isn't working well in its negative side, it has a lot to do with um, disempowerment in relationships, particularly in all kinds of partnerships. But it also has a lot to do with terrorism and violence when it's negative and what we might call atmospheric storms, including actual storms in our atmosphere. Um, at any rate, la the, the last global hotspot I did, that's a complimentary section on Great Bear Enterprises, global hotspots. That's where I share about new moons and full moons. The last new moon was on April 11th. Okay, so we're about to have a very powerful full moon. I've already started writing that. That's for April 26th, coming up in a few days. That's what we call the Buddha Festival, the Waysack Festival, the one on April 26, 2021, the Sun in Taurus, the Moon in Scorpio. These are part of three spiritual festivals. I've shared a lot about lucistrust.org, where I worked at Lucis Trust and Lucis Publishing Company back in the 1970s before I became a member of the Findhorn Foundation in Northern Scotland. Uh, which happened 1976 and 1977. But for a couple years I worked, um, I was in charge of what was called the Beacon Magazine um, there at Lucis Publishing, lucistrust.org. You can go to their website, L-U-C-I-S-T-R-U-S-T.org. It's a phenomenal, it's too vast to share everything. I, If you listen to some of the podcasts I've done um, on esoteric astrology, um, and the seven rays and things like that. Again, they're in the podcast that I've done. But at any rate, Juno was stationary retrograde. Well, it was still retrograde. It was about to make a direct station just after George Floyd was murdered th at that time. So I did put um, the chart for uh, the Juno station direct and his killing. Now we know that uh, Derek Chauvin and there are there's still uh, several other officers that are going to be tried, uh, which I, I think it's going to be in August. There's three other officers who um, will be tried, and um, I think they're going to be tried all together. Um, of course, the sentencing for, for Derek Chauvin uh, will happen in about uh, eight weeks, and he was considered guilty on all three charges. Uh, but at any rate, uh, as we'll see, George Floyd's birth chart and his passing is very connected to Juno. So when when he was uh, murdered, when he died, we didn't know uh, his his birth date. We didn't have information on that. That that came out a little bit later. At any rate, back in this podcast fifty one was the first time I put together George Floyd's uh, uh, the killing of George Floyd on May twenty five two thousand twenty, but because Juno was not moving when a, I've shared with. With you so many times in in my whole history of astrology, forty seven years, when planets are not moving at a person's birth, or an event, that celestial body has extra impact on humanity and on the earth and all kinds of events. So that was the first hint that when we would find George Floyd's chart, he would be very connected to Juno one way or another. Particularly in this case, in the negative side, the opposite of peace and harmony. In this case anger and disempowerment, particularly by um, the, black, the black movement in the United States and by minority groups, uh, the whole history of, of all the violence that 
we all know about in the history of this country for hundreds of years. Okay, so in that podcast 51, I also put out the state chart of Minnesota from May 11th of 1858. And um, I'm putting that chart out again. There was also a first quarter sun moon phase um, on May 29th of 2020. And this is pretty amazing because we just had a first quarter moon phase and which was very intense as the verdict came in. And we're, we're now experiencing the last few days, uh, not Juno stationary, but Vesta stationary in the sign of Virgo. Now, again, in the global hotspot, which is complimentary on our website about new moons and full moons, the last new moon, which was in Aries, that had a Juno station. Okay, so the cycle we're in now of new moon and the full moon that's coming up on April 26th, we start all of this uh, new moon energy into the full moon um, with a Juno station uh, April uh, on April 12th, and now we have a Vesta station as the verdict comes in. Vesta has a lot to do with safety and security of our whole country and of all Americans, and particularly for minorities who are often afflicted with extra violence and intensity by our uh, police departments and so on. It's just the nature of what we've been experiencing in our country for s several hundred years. So there was a first quarter sun moon phase, May 29 of 2020. And as I've shared a lot in the cosmic calendar, again, many of you are now um, subscribers to it. If you're not, you should. The, the, um, my cosmic calendar, which is now a, um, an app, the Astrology Cosmic Calendar, calendar with a K, and you can sign up for free for your iPhone or for Android phones. So it's free one day at a time, but for really pennies a day, for a very low price, you can subscribe for a year, you can subscribe for six months, you su can subscribe uh, for one month. And I've done this, we're about to have the 40th anniversary, um, the the cosmic calendar that I've done of sky cycles and new moons and full moons and where Venus is and Mars and all the alignments that are all part of the, the ongoing sky cycles that we all have in our own birth charts, by the way, as I will often share, we're all walking cosmic calendars and we often forget about that. We study our transits, we study our natal chart, maybe you'll get into progressions, which I strongly advise you to do in case you've never had your progressions done. Again, we have um, our astrology re report section in the astrology shop here at Great Bear Enterprises. And we've got 15 different kinds of reports, including Skylog, Timeline, Life Progression. So you can get into your progress chart, which goes back to the weeks and months after your birth, back in the year of your birth, and is not necessarily about today's transits or your natal chart. So um, back to the quarter moon um, First quarter moons, last quarter moons, when the sun and moon are at odds, when they're squaring each other, those are different vibrations than the new moon that happens every 29 and a half days when the sun and moon come together and the full moon when they're opposite, representing either illumination on earth, which is why we have so many full moon meditations, which are highly advanced to bring through divinity and spiritual energies throughout humanity and the earth, or lunacy, where people often can't handle the energies at the full moon. There's a whole history of that. Police departments, fire departments, even casinos, places like that, or just places in the public. Uh, armed forces, I mean, our police departments and our fire departments, they're aware that the moon is incredibly powerful. But what gets forgotten in all this are the first quarter and the last quarter sun-moon phases, and they're underrated in terms of crisis. 
Uh, my main male teacher, Dane Rudger, would often refer to first quarter moons as crisis in action and last quarter moons as crisis in consciousness. So I find it pretty astounding that as George Floyd is murdered back in uh, late May of 2020, we have a first quarter sun moon phase going on. And as the verdict comes in a couple of days, two days ago, we also have a first quarter moon of crisis. And of course, as, as you know, we are now dealing with uh, today, literally the funeral uh, for Dante Wright, who was then killed um, in uh, Brooklyn Center, Minnesota. And that was around the time of that new moon that I'm talking about when Juno uh, was motionless. And it's, as I said, while Juno can be peace, harmony, love, and tranquility and civility in society, the opposite is disempowerment and particularly um, um, can represent riots and, and anger by the dispossessed and people who are disenfranchised and feel belittled. And so, uh, as, as well as psychic storms in our society and actually in the sky. So he was, he was killed because of a minor car infraction and, um, everyone is aware of that. And now his funeral is today. And, um, we'll also be talking about Micaiah Bryant, um, uh, who on the day, uh, the teenager who's 16 years old, um, um, was was shot and killed in uh, Columbus, Ohio. And this was around the time that the verdict was being determined uh, just two days ago. There was also a, another terrible killing in um, Elizabeth City, North Carolina, as many of you may be aware of, of uh, an Andrew Brown Jr. who I believe is 40 years old with many children and, and authorities or deputies in North Carolina were serving some kind of warrant and they're still trying to get the footage on that. Um, we'll get into all of this in a moment. So, so again, back to um, this podcast 51 that I did, you should listen to that. And maybe if you've been watching the, the trial and tuning into all this, then you could go back and listen to what I shared about and see the charts in that folder. Um, I also shared uh, about the Gemini Sagittarius full moon of June the 5th. Um, back in 2020. And uh, amazingly, we're going to have another powerful one of those cycles coming up um, in, in late May, um, which will be a, a total lunar eclipse of Gemini and Sagittarius. In fact, uh, the, the total lunar eclipse, and I just noticed this right now, in, as we'll talk about George Floyd, who was born October 14, 1973. We don't know his time of birth, but we have a sunrise chart that we're presenting again. Um, and I'll get in, get into this in a deep way, but he is born when his son is at 21 of Libra. We didn't know that when he, he died. We just knew that Juno was making a station. Turns out his son, George Floyd's son in his birth chart is exactly on the United States Juno. And this just shows that there is no, there are no coincidences in astrology, there are no accidents. There's no, well, it was close. There are synchronicities. There are things that are happening because as above, so below. The way that astrology works with the sun, moon, the planets, the asteroids, Chiron, the nodes of the moon, uh, midpoints of planets, all these newer planets we're discovering and so on. There is a coordination. How it works, why it works, nobody really understands all that. But the best word for all of this is synchronicity. These are not coincidences. Okay, also back in uh, podcast 51, 
Um, I, I put out the cover from the Gemini 1991 issue of Welcome to Planet Earth Astrology Magazine from 29 to 30 years ago with a feature story on justice in America and also the Aquarius 1990 issue about revolution, anarchy, and peace. So as many of you know, I was fortunate enough to be the publisher and editor-in-chief of Welcome to Planet Earth um, astrology newspaper that then turned into a magazine for 20 years in the 80s and 90s. Wonderful astrologers, we call ourselves mundane or earth astrologers for the most, most part, all kinds of subject matters under this particular area. In other words, what we were covering in that newspaper magazine were the charts of nations and major world leaders and major planetary alignments and eclipses and all kinds of things like that. Now, many of us are born uh, close to an eclipse or major planetary alignments. So even though the focus in Welcome to Planet Earth um, newspaper magazine for 20 years were world events and world leaders and major cycles affecting um, the seasons and um, all kinds of things that were going on on a macro level. Uh, so many people who loved astrology and, and just tuned into their own charts were subscribers to that. Now, so what I do now is having those back issues, I, I didn't realize I would ever do this. But years later, I can go back because history often repeats itself. We know that. It not, maybe not exactly, but in terms of these cycles, because history is really connected to major planetary alignments, and these alignments often do repeat themselves in general. So then we had podcast, um, let's see, 52. So in podcast 52, that was June 8th of last year, and that was the Astrology of American Injustice um, 2020 Major Planetary Cycles Part 2. Now by that point, we had the chart or horoscope for George Floyd, October 14, 1973. And I put a bywheel, again, if you, if you go to the folder at um, Great Bear Enterprises, again, um, the astrology, uh, Mark Lerner astrology, um, astroscope section, it's, you'll look at the folder for uh, Podcast 52, that's where you'll see that we presented George Floyd's birth chart for sunrise. And you'll see in that chart, the sun on the left side, actually in conjunction with Uranus, a few degrees away. Uranus, of course, represents shocks, surprises, uh, energies on a higher level, but often that can be um, a radical change agent. And as we're seeing now, one didn't know at that point. And again, it was only because of Darnella Frazier taking the nine plus minute um, video. If she had not done that, and I want, I want to refer um, to her birth, we don't know her exact birthday, but we know she just turned 18 um, in March. And so I wanted to refer to that. Hopefully I'll remember, I will tell you uh, a little bit more about that because without her taking the video, this would have never happened because it would have just been reported, oh, you know, this particular person trying to potentially pass a counterfeit bill and he was on drugs, they would have made up a particular story. And now, of course, literally right after the verdict and so many uh, people were gathered there, um, our new attorney general, Merrick Garland, is investigating from a national level policing in the Minneapolis department there, I, I believe with their assistance. I don't think it's it's uh, something that the the department is completely against because um, in order for Derek Chauvin to actually be convicted, it took many of the fellow officers as well as uh, 
the, the police chief in Minneapolis, um, who had also received a call about the Darnella Frazier video, which changed everything and um, which affected everyone seeing that for so many times for now almost a year. And of course, being played at the trial and so on. At any rate, um, so we, we were able by June 8th um, of last year to get uh, George Floyd's birthday, of course, at that point, and still at this point, I don't know if we have a, if anybody, any astrologer has found a birth time. Of course, if you have, let me know, that would be great. But um, that that's just amazing. There are many other things that I will mention before being done with our um, sharing uh, this podcast about his chart and the transits and the cycles. But the astounding thing is, is that he was killed when Juno wasn't moving. And it turns out that at his birth, his son is exactly on the United States Juno. You can't make this up. There are 360 degrees in a chart. What are the odds that this would just be a coincidence, okay, that a, a planet, very significant, in this case, I'm calling Juno a planet, would be stationary, not moving at the death of this now we know very significant happening for our country and for the future. And then we would learn that his birthday would show that his son is exactly on that celestial body. It just shows a, a gigantic coordination between the universe and the powers that be, what I might call angels and teachers and people, uh, beings behind the scenes that we know nothing about. And um, if you get into the Alice Bailey books, Tibetan Master DK, Lucis Trust, Lucis Publishing, World Goodwill, um, and you can go to their website again, lucistrust.org, all kinds of free literature and information and wonderful stories, you'll learn more about what's called the seven rays and all kinds of hierarchical and spiritual factors. And again, one more reminder, on April, 20, uh, April 26 coming up, which is on Monday, um, we have the Waysack or Buddha full moon, where it's said that the Buddha returns to a hidden valley in the Himalayas to bless the faithful and to be is still looking over uh, humanity and the earth and all different levels of life on our planet to help us evolve and help us get through these kinds of crises. Okay, so uh, let's see, what else did I have? Yeah, there was a President's Trump, President Trump's law and order statement on June 1 was in that particular podcast, 52. Uh, the chart for President Nixon on January 9th, 1913, that was in there for various reasons. The horoscope for the Rodney King beating on March 3rd of 1991 is in the folder. Again, this is for podcast 52. Um, the horoscope for Malcolm X, May 19, 1925, and I, when I was in... Michigan State, and I was doing my reporting, as I've shared with many of you before, when I was at Michigan State, 1968 to 1971, I became a reporter for their fantastic newspaper at that time, which was winning all kinds of awards in Michigan State News. And I did a story about Malcolm X. And so that's that's also in there. Uh, you can see me as a 19-year-old um, with my story about Malcolm X, and you can uh, know more about what happened there. So the, the horoscope of Malcolm X is also in, in podcast 52. And the horoscope of the U.S. Insurrection Act on March 3rd of 1807. Little did we know uh, th there had been a lot of talk last year because of the pandemic and because of, of the rivalry between President Trump and the Democrats and the election that was going to be happening uh, about whether there could be more violence and insurrection. So here we were back in 
on June 8th of last year, putting the chart for the U.S. Insurrection Act from March 3rd, 1807, when Thomas Jefferson, who wrote the Declaration of Independence, or the main writer of the Declaration of Independence, it happened during his administration. By the way, it was during his administration, the Jefferson administration between 1801 and 1808, that three of the four main asteroids were discovered and the Louisiana Purchase happened and so many different things happened during that particular time period. Lewis and Clark expedition and so on. Okay, so that led to a third podcast, Thursday, June 18th, 2020 on the Astrology of American Injustice 2020 and Major Planetary Cycles. And in that podcast, we had the, again, the horoscope for George Floyd. George Floyd. So that, ha that has already been out there. And if you, again, so many people who've listened to that will be familiar with some of that chart energy. And then that was also a chart for the last quarter sun moon phase on June 13th. Again, another crisis time. A chart for the Mars-Neptune conjunction for June 13, 2020. Mo I'll get back into Mars and Neptune because currently my last podcast was about Neptune transits, particularly for the United States, um, as well as the world, but particularly for the United States, um, where we're now in a cycle where Neptune is squaring our Mars from Pisces to Gemini. And Neptune on May 1 will start a one-year opposition three times of Neptune opposing its own position. I strongly advise you to listen to the last podcast which is two plus hours, but it's very critical because next year we have our first Pluto return. And I've shared about this many times. I've shared about it on Coast to Coast when I've been on with George Norrie. I've mentioned before, you can become a Coast Insider. I don't work for them, but being Coast Insider, you get podcasts of whatever they're talking about. And if you did sign up, that's only a couple of dollars um, every month, I guess. And you become a Coast Insider and you can get to listen to all their stuff about UFOs and ETs and Bigfoot and spiritual kinds of things and numerology and the many times I've been on now in the last five years. Um, so I've been on maybe six, seven, eight times in the last five years. And fortunately, I've been on since 2004, almost 30 times, thanks to uh, the producers there and, and uh, George Norrie. So uh, I'm only mentioning that because I was I was on recently talking about um, cryptocurrencies and the, the Neptune opposite its own position and Neptune squaring our Mars. And now I've done another podcast as well as next year when Pluto comes back three times, which it's never done before. Pluto having a 247 year cycle goes back to Sept uh, our chart from July 4th of 1776. And now between 2022 and even into 2023, we'll have it nearly again for a fourth time. So we're, we're about to have very, very powerful Plutonic energies. And they've been building up, as I've shared before, through President Trump, who is a plutocrat, people uh, where we have this 1% we've got, as we've been seeing, uh, while the pandemic has been happening, so many people have been losing jobs and losing their homes and um, needing to find food and all kinds of um, resources that they didn't have. And we've seen vast amounts of money go out from the government in order to try and help people with different checks and things like that. But nevertheless, it's still uh, definitely not enough in terms of what is happening. So with the new administration, now we're seeing infrastructure bill coming down the pike, um, whether the country likes it or not. 
vast amounts of money needing to be spent in order to hang in there and keep the country going because the pandemic is still happening whether people know it or not and that's a whole issue we'll get back we'll, we'll get back into that i've done 13 coronavirus and astrology podcasts you should look through those um in the mark learner astrology radio astroscope section because um if you want to understand uh, the coronavirus connected to the jupiter saturn currently in aquarius and it is very much connected to um the pandemic is connected to Jupiter and Saturn and Aquarius because Aquarius is the universal air sign. And that's where we have all of these problems now through epidemics and pandemics. And it all goes back hundreds of years to the last time we had Jupiter and Saturn and air signs, just as we have them now going into the 22nd century every 20 years. This has just started December 21 of 2020, Jupiter and Saturn converging at zero of Aquarius. And we're going to have like 20 years from now, we'll have Jupiter and Saturn in Libra. And then 20 years after that, Jupiter and Saturn in Gemini. And then 60 years from this past December, we will have Jupiter and Saturn again in Aquarius. And the last time Jupiter and Saturn were coming together in air signs in Aquarius was when we had the bubonic plague, the Black Plague going through Europe in the 1300s in particular. So I share about that in those podcasts and we're, we're definitely not out of the woods at all because so many people are sick and tired of wearing masks or social distancing. We've got a lot of anti-vaxxers out there. We had that before because of autism and fears of mercury and vaccines and things like that. And now because of the political divide, we have even more of this. So while it's great to, to think of Jupiter and Saturn in Aquarius, this is the forthcoming age of Aquarius. We're thinking about brotherhood and sisterhood and uh, can't we all really get along finally in terms of what Rodney King said back, uh, what is it now? Well, 1991, 1992. So we're talking about one whole Saturn cycle ago when he uttered that particular phrase after he was so badly beaten up by the police. And by the way, they didn't, they were not arrested, which is part, I mean, they were arrested, but they, they, they weren't they didn't go to jail. They weren't considered guilty for all of that. And that was one of the times where we were beginning to get um, cameras on that. So again, what Darnella Frazier just did as a 17-year-old girl here has changed everything. Because if that had not happened, then this whole verdict would not have occurred for sure. Okay, so uh, let's see. What else? Yeah, Mars-Neptune conjunction, June 13th of last summer, 2020. I, that that podcast 53 also had um, the sol the solar return chart for President Trump, which was happening almost exactly at that point. And then the horoscope for singer musician Richie Havens from January 21 of 1941. And you can also, when you go to podcast 53 into the folder, you can listen. Well, actually, um, there's a section, um, not just the folder, but... It, we have a whole section of these intros that you can see in on Great Bear Enterprises in in the Mark Learner Astrology Radio area. And if you go through that whole area, we have a link with Podcast 53 where you can listen to uh, Richie Haven singing uh, Freedom. And I was able to experience that happening when I was at Syracuse University as a teenager uh, around the time of Woodstock and it was the greatest musical performance that I had that I had ever seen. So uh, at any rate, I, I'm all reading this from uh, the website now and I want to go back to 
the charts um, that we are presenting here. Also, at the end of this particular podcast, I'm going to read from Mysteries of Venus. Now, over on our app at Astrology Cosmic Calendar, calendar with a K, many of you have for your iPhone or Android phone. Remember, if it's only if you only have it for free, you can do one day at a time. When you subscribe for a year, six months, or a month, a month at a time, then you can go into the future. Like currently, right now, we're five weeks into the future. So if you're a subscriber, you can get into the Cosmic Calendar, which is such a valuable resource for astrologers of new moons and full moons and asteroid movements and all the daily, daily alignments that are in the sky. And so um, I'm going to, on, um, on the app, there is a section called Astrology in Five. And I do five minute, believe it or not, five minute uh, wraps, which are all related to the book that I wrote, Mysteries of Venus, which is, which is out of print. Um, and I wrote that back, back in 1985. And I, what I want to do, there's a, there's a chart that I presented about Jesse Jackson. And Jesse Jackson may not be that familiar to, to some of you. I mean, if you're older like myself, then of course you know who Jesse Jackson is. Younger folks may not be all aware. The reason I want to do this is when the Derek Chauvin trial, when the verdict was given, and then there was a meeting of so many different leaders connected to this whole trial and the prosecutors and different folks. Jesse Jackson was there. I was I was a bit surprised. Now, he's, he's 79 years old. He's going to be 80 years old in October. And I know, I don't know if he had a partial stroke, but uh, one knows that, you know, he's not in perfect health. But I'm going to read from Mysteries of Venus because in that book, I had a, a group of charts for different folks, for John F. Kennedy, for Adolf Hitler, for Jane Fonda, there's a whole bunch, Rudolf Steiner, Joan of Arc, um, and so on, even a chart for Jesus in that, as well as my literary mentor, D.H. Lawrence from England, as well as Alice A. Bailey, uh, connected again with Lucis Trust and Lucis um, Publishing Company and where I worked before I went to Findhorn. So I, I'm going to read this. It's, only, it's not that long about Jesse Jackson, his chart, because he was only 26 plus years old when Martin Luther King was murdered on April 4th of 1968. That's when I was 18 years old and I was at Michigan State. And that was all of those events of that year, as well as uh, Robert Kennedy being murdered and um, then what happened in Chicago and uh, Nixon running against Humphrey and Nixon winning that particular election. So many things that happened in that extraordinary year of 1968. So I want to coordinate that. That'll, that'll happen here at the end. So here's what, here's what I want to share here. This is not going to be a full analysis by any means of these charts. But because um, so many of you kind of want to understand the magnitude of all this, I, that's why I put together these charts. And I would have done this, um, I was thinking of doing this podcast two days ago, right after the verdict. But it's always good to wait a little bit to get a perspective. And unfortunately, over these last two days, we had the killing of... Uh, uh, Micaiah Bryan in Ohio. Uh, if you're watching the news, then you're. I don't want to go over all of that, but again, that's a completely different situation because apparently she had a knife and she was lunging toward uh, uh, another uh, teenager or two, and a police officer showed up. That's a very different situation. Um, there's a video, and again, it's very disturbing and heartbreaking for her family of what happened. Um, there, there's a lot of question marks of who called in, who called the police. Um, first reports were that maybe she was even the person who called the police. And we don't know 
um, exactly why she had a knife and was trying to protect, I believe, her, her, her family. And we don't know exactly what the events were, but this was a, a, an example of a terrible moment in time when a police officer arrives, sees somebody with a knife lunging towards somebody else and winds up shooting four times. So there's a question of what's going to happen there. Now, that's a completely different situation than Derek Chauvin having his knee on George Floyd's neck for over nine minutes and everything that happened and that we're all aware of. Uh, again, the, the event uh, of the shooting of, of Dante Wright by a, a police woman on the force for 26 years in Brooklyn Center. So he's being put to rest today. A eulogy uh, by Reverend um, Al Sharpton, different uh, folks there in Brooklyn Center, um, an incredibly large gathering. The, let me mention Darnella Fazer. We don't have her birth information. However, what I find ironic and heartbreaking is that only because of her did, did this whole thing happen with her video. Now, she just turned 18. Um, I saw a report on online that she had just celebrated her birthday in in late March turning 18 now she was 17 when she took the video there the famous video um, it turns out well, here's what I just want to say about synchronicity here uh, this young teenager her Jupiter is uh, at her birth again we don't know the exact day eventually her birth date will come out but let's just say late March 2003 because she's now 18, all right? So that's what was given out in a, I think it was Cosmopolitan magazine. Um, I don't have the magazine. It was just a story online because I was looking for her birth information. You know, when was she born? If somebody, astrologer, had actually put that out. I would be interested if anyone finds that to email me, okay? So you can find our email address um, at greatbearenterprises.com to send that to me, to Mark Lerner. Her Jupiter retrograde seven of Leo. That's um, that's very significant because that's where the moon was going. Um, the moon in Leo um, at the first quarter moon um, with the verdict, and um, it's also America's south node. The fate points, the destiny fate points of the United States birth chart. Uh, did I say south node? North node. Sorry. The northern node for the United States from July 4th, 1776 is focused at seven of Leo. The south node is seven of Aquarius. I don't want to get into the whole thing about nodes. I've shared about this before, but both nodes or the orbit of the moon, uh, where, the, where the moon's orbit around the earth is crossing our orbit around the sun. The lunar nodes have been used in astrology. They're in everybody's charts. They have a lot to do with fate and destiny. The, the zodiacal positions are important. The house positions are important. Planets that are conjunct or opposite, square, trine, making aspects to your birth chart. These are all very important. Well, it turns out Dornella Fraser taking that video, her Jupiter, which represents the big picture of things, the larger picture of things. What are the odds, again, this is not a coincidence, that the, the young girl who winds up for posterity and for the future to to present an opportunity to change law enforcement for the future, even though, again, we're not there yet by a long shot. And we just had these killings recently, uh, right after the, the, the verdict. And look, to, to transform police departments, whatever 
Merrick Garland is going to do from the Attorney General, you know, the, the United States and the Justice Department. There are so many other departments and you never know what's going to happen with with uh, violence and riots and different things that are happening of different killings that will spark um, unrest. And this has just been happening so much. And the more that we have now cell phones and video video equipment, the more of these events are, are going to take place. In addition, Darnella Frazier, born late March of 2003, has Ceres, the largest asteroid. I've shared so much about Ceres in so many different podcasts. Um, and it's the only celestial body that's stationary in the United States birth chart. Ceres, when the United States comes into being, July 4th, 1776, is stationary at eight plus of Pisces. And our country, at least our manifest destiny, the real true manifest destiny is to be a melting pot of all races, religions, philosophies, ethnic groups, and so on. That's the experiment of what we're all about and what we're continuing to, to be about and hopefully evolve rather than devolve. It turns out that Darnella Frazier was born with Ceres at three plus of Taurus. Well, of course, that's an earth sign. The other thing is we just had the sun and, and Mercury as the verdict comes out crossing over her series. So even though she's 17 years old, she's the kind of maternal force. If we think of series, it's often connected to Mother Earth and Mother Nature. And her standing there, immortalizing this whole thing a period of time, now the verdict comes in. And again, she testified. And we saw reports um, the last couple of days of her, what she tweeted and what she sent out and being you know, again, because she had recriminated herself. Why couldn't she do more? She she looks at herself as, yeah, she videotaped everything or uh, took the pictures of everything. But she saw a person literally dying before her eyes and she captures this particular moment. But what what could she have done? She could have potentially been been shot by a police officer if she had rushed over there in the midst of this. They might not known who she was or what it was or thrown her to the ground or some kind of thing. So I know that in many ways she's been haunted by this from what she's reporting. Now, not only did the Sun and Mercury um, come together or are together in the last couple of days on her series, but that's the Chiron discovery position. Chiron, uh, the wounded healer planet, discovered November 1, 1977, has so much to do with shamans and mentors and healing old wounds psychically and emotionally. And I can't go into all the different things that I've shared, but I've shared about President Kennedy uh, being murdered um, when Chiron was stationary. That article is still in our Earth Aquarius news section about the wound that never heals, America's turning point of the 20th century. Um, that way you'll, you, you can tune into that if you haven't read that yet about Chiron and its power. Chiron has a lot of spiritual factors, uh, including building rainbow bridges of personality to soul, soul to personality, spirit to matter. Um, so it turns out that series for um, Darnella Frazier, as she's kind of the, the maternal force of all of this with the video and capturing what happened for all the world to see, and it turns out that exactly her series is where Chiron was discovered, three degrees of Taurus. She's also born with Sun and Mercury very close together in her own chart. That only happens every, uh, well, there's two different kinds of Sun-Mercury conjunctions, one where Mercury's retrograde and the other where Mercury's direct. She's born when the Sun and Mercury are direct. 
uh, or when Mercury is direct. And that was exactly what was just happening now with the verdict. And when she came in in um, late March with the sun and Mercury uh, in the beginning of Aries back uh, when she was born in 2003, the sun and Mercury were together. So there's another synchronicity there. The other big thing is, again, we don't know her birthday yet, but her Venus is in late Aquarius. Well, why is that important? Jupiter was just on as this verdict came in, and this was remarkable, transiting Jupiter, again, Jupiter, the largest planet, representing providence, when good, because Jupiter can represent overdose of, of too much of a good thing, can represent hubris and pride and things like that, and make making too many big mistakes when it's negative. But when it's positive, Jupiter is the largest planet, mythologically and over the course of time, in terms of its meanings in the field of astrology, is considered to represent... Um, a kind of righteous energy of good things, of things that are fortunate or things that are providential and beneficial or benevolent, optimism, enthusiasm, ebulence. These are qualities often representing Jupiter when it's positive. So Jupiter was exactly at 26 plus of Aquarius on top of the United States moon from July 4th, 1776. And our moon is also with Pallas Athena, which is the goddess of strategy and genius and justice, knowledge and wisdom. And if you go back to the beginnings of my podcast, the first 17 podcasts are all about the progress, the secondary progressed sun and Pallas Athena for the United States coming together in the mid middle of Pisces. We've never had the sun and Pallas Athena together in the United States birth chart. When the United States came into being, the sun is an early is in the sign Cancer at 14 degrees and Pallas Athena is with the moon exactly at 27 Aquarius. And it took them until um, when I started uh, these podcasts in 2019, um, the sun and Pallas Athena came together in the middle of Pisces. And I'll refer to this in a few minutes because Sedna, the faraway planet, which was discovered in, what was it? I hope I don't give, well, basically in 2000 and uh, three, November, 2003, Sedna uh, discovered and um, Sedna, which represents fr often frozen cold conditions from the bottom of the ocean. There's a whole mythology for Sedna. I've written a lot about it in Global Hotspots and other articles. And particularly, again, there was an article and it's still in existence there in our Earth Aquarius News section about President Trump having uh, Eris on Sedna, the faraway planet Eris discovered January of 2005 on top of his Sedna when he was inaugurated on January 20th, 2017. That was the time of the Me Too movement. The day after uh, Donald Trump was inaugurated, millions of women in particular in Washington, D.C. and all around the world were demonstrating against his becoming president because of different alleged activities of his sexually over the course of time. So um, Sedna on top of, Iris uh, on top of his Sedna, absolutely exact when he took the oath of office. So um, this is, all of these things are very significant. Anyway, back to this um, particular area about the moon and Pallas Athena are together in the United States chart. And I also discovered recently this outer planet Quayor uh, connected to um, Native American traditions from greater Los Angeles, from that area of our country which is often considered spiritually the heart chakra of our nation, if we were to look at it that way. Um, so it turns out that the moon, Pallas Athena and Quayer are all at 27 of Aquarius when the United States was born. 
Um, and Jupiter, as the verdict came through and is still there, very close, was exactly on top of our moon, our Pallas Athena, and our Quayar. Now, it turns out that Darnella Fraser was born in late May, late March of 2003, and her Venus is almost exactly at the same point, uh, either 24 of Aquarius, 25, maybe even 26, 27. It, it could turn out that her Venus is exactly on our moon, our Pallas Athena, and our Quayar. And with Jupiter transiting that same point with the verdict, it makes this whole situation more astounding. Now, th uh, this reminds me, I wanted to say something, and I, I'm glad I brought up Pallas Athena and Sedna and the Sun. They are still all together in the progress chart for the United States. Now, I've shared this before. I don't know how many of you have had the, your charts done um, and looked at your transits. Most people who get into astrology, obviously, you, you, you go from your sun sign, your moon, your planets, you get... You look at your chart, you either get into this on your own, you have a professional astrologer do it, or as I said, we have a reports that you can get, these great computerized reports from Matrix Software. We've got 15 of them. Um, you can go into our astrology shop, astrology reports. You can, I strongly advise, let me, let me say this again, because what we're doing here in these podcasts, we started off with secondary progressions of the United States birth chart for the sun and Pallas Athena coming into a conjunction. And that was almost exactly two years ago. The Mahler um, investigations and all of that. That's where all of this stems from. Pallas Athena, knowledge, wisdom, justice, uh, problem solving, strategizing, all of these things uh, about what was happening under the Trump administration and what was right, what was wrong. Um, all of these different things that were going on at that point. And so simultaneously, the sun and Pallas Athena were coming together in what are called the secondary progressions, which is the main progress system. There are solar arc progressions or a variety of progress systems. But if you haven't yet done that, look into, and you can see samples before you order anything in our astrology shop, the astrology report area. You can go in there and see samples of Skylog, which is designed by the great astrologer Stephen Forrest, okay, so coming from what we call matrix software. And these are sent to people when you order them by attachment to email within 48 hours. So you could, if you get a Skylog report, you'll get your transits, you'll get your progressions, and these are secondary progressions. And these are very powerful, just like the United States has been having. Um, Skylog, timeline, life progressions. There's three different astrology reports by, designed by different people. But before you order anything, you can look at a sample of a famous person in the astrology report area at Great Bear Enterprise. At any rate, this leads me to this other remarkable thing. When we did the first, when I did the first 17 podcasts about the United States Progress Sun and Pallas Athena coming together, they had never done that before. They're in the middle of Pisces and they're still close together there. But the United States Sedna is also there. Okay, and Sedna is a faraway planet, way further away than Pallas Athena is. In fact, in terms of the, the outer planets we discovered, it turns out that Sedna has an 11,000 year orbit, 11,000 years. And this is even longer than Eris, which, uh, which was discovered not so long ago, again, 2005. And we've discovered other ones, Quayor, another one I'm investigating a lot is called Chaos, which I've, which turns out to be conjunct Neptune at the top of America's birth chart. I'll, I'll report more about chaos. Again, this is chaos, C-H-A-O-S, which is the primordial state. If you go back to Greek mythology and um, 
before even the manifestation of the universe. And it's really fascinating to understand these names and, and how these planets get these particular names. But it turns out that chaos is very, very powerful for many reasons. I'll get into this in the future. It has a lot to do with when it was discovered on November 19 of 1990. Let's see, no, November 19, 1998. I think I have that. Yes, November 19, 1998. I'm going to get into this because Joe Biden, our current president, is born November 20th of 1942. And again, people may not be aware, I've said this before, Robert Kennedy was born November 20th, 1925. So Joe Biden shares the same birth date as Robert Kennedy. A lot of the times now when uh, Joe Biden, whatever room it is in the White House where he's being photographed or interviewed, there's a bust of Robert Kennedy right next to him. This is very significant um, about when Joe Biden um, was going through his, his teenage years and so on, and Robert Kennedy and John F. Kennedy. Again, we have to remember um, they share the Catholic religion. We've only had two presidents now who are Catholic, JFK and Joe, Joe Biden. So, uh, but, but we'll get into this another time. The discovery of chaos, November 19, 1998. It's, it's about, um, it's a small planet. I mean, it's, it's about a quarter the size of Pluto. But again, Juno is the smallest of the four main asteroids, and it's still extremely important, as Eleanor Bach would say all the time and wrote all the time in her great uh, different work that she did over so many decades. She would say uh, smallness is as much of a factor as bigness. And Juno and Jupiter are a pair or a couple in Greek mythology. Sometimes they're considered husband and wife, sometimes brother and sister, depending on the mythology. But Juno is the smallest of the four main asteroids in size. But smallness and littleness is a concept that shouldn't be forgotten. And that's what she would write all the time. And that helps us to understand the importance of Juno, both in positive and negative way. And, and Juno is certainly connected to George Floyd in an extraordinary way. We'll get into chaos another time. It's very significant. I've started doing charts. Um, in fact, one of the things about finding these outer planets is all the charts that astrologers have used for the United States, our birth chart for July 4th, 1776, the Constitution um, chart for September 17 of, of 1787, um, the chart for George Washington uh, taking the oath as president, April 30th of 1789. There's very significant dates, or when Corn Cornwallis surrenders to Washington in October of 1781, discovery of Uranus, of course, March 13, 1781, in the spring of that year, leading to America's um, revolutionary victory against uh, against England. So these, char these charts that I'm often presenting providing and using Sedna and Eris and sometimes talking about planets like Chaos or Quaor and others, it gives us a new slant on understanding the nation or the world, these different cycles, by adding these slow-moving outer planets. At any rate, we'll get into Chaos another time, but it's very significant because it is conjunct Neptune uh, in the United States birth chart. And now that Neptune is going about to go opposite its own position, which can only do every 165 years, that'll start on May 1 and last for about a year on and off. Neptune will not only be going opposite uh, by transit the United States Neptune, it will be opposing our chaos, which is conjunct Neptune at the top of America's birth chart. So we got a double whammy going on there. It's actually a triple whammy because Neptune is also squaring our Mars. That's part of the reason when the Derek Chauvin trial began, 
uh, at the end of March, this was exactly when Neptune started to square our Mars. And as you know, we've had these killings, a rash of killings in Atlanta, in Colorado, in Indianapolis. And again, what's just happened uh, uh, with Dante Wright and Micaiah Bryant and now Andrew Brown in Elizabeth City, North Carolina. Of course, there are killings and shootings every day around America. Uh, It's just unfortunate to the nth degree um, how much violence through guns and weaponry we have going on in this country. We all know about that. Okay, so now you know a little bit more about Darnella Frazier and don't have the information yet on Micaiah Bryant. Um, There's probably information on Dante Wright, but I am not focused on his chart right now, although, of course, his funeral is today, and that's very significant. But before I forget, the the thing I want to say about Sedna Palace and and the U.S. Sun, so in the secondary progress chart that we are having, they're all together in the middle of Pisces. But as this tr- verdict came out, we had Sedna and Pallas Athena. Now, not in the natal chart for the US, but in the secondary progress chart, exactly no orb conjunction at 15 degrees of Pisces and 14 minutes. In other words, when I started these podcasts, part of the reason I was doing it back almost two years ago was the United States in its progressions was having a sun Pallas Athena conjunction. It had never happened before. Okay, as I said, our sun sign is Cancer as a country. Our uh, Pallas Athena is in Aquarius with the moon. They were never together. By progressed analysis in what's called secondary progressions, you go each day after birth is equal to a year of living. So we go start with July 4th, 1776, and you gotta go one day after that, then another day and another day until you get 245 approximately whatever number like number of of days equaling years which go back to uh to 2019 when i started all this so it turned out that the the sun and palace athena wound up being together in the progress chart secondary progress chart for the united states at at 14 plus pisces now in that period of time there's been slight movement of Pallas Athena and the sun, but Sedna hasn't moved at all because it's so far away. So Sedna, which it has many meanings, we don't know all of them, it's it's relatively new. Again, it has 11,000 year orbit. Um, Sedna, which is currently in late Taurus, by the way, I've shared before in our global hotspot complementary area, Sedna is opposite the sun and Venus in Joe Biden's birth chart. And this has been going on through the election and the inauguration and what's going on now with the pandemic and all of these changes and uh, different bills trying to get passed through the Senate or blocked uh, if, if the Republicans don't support it and so on. So while all of this is happening, Sedna is pretty much hardly moving near the Pleiades and late Taurus. And that happens to be exactly on the other side of the Zodiac from Joe Biden's uh, sun and Venus. Now, oppositions and polarities can be illuminating They can also be frustrating. It all depends on what is going on, whether there's a lot of literally opposition to what the person is trying to do, then an opposition pattern like Sedna going opposite the president of the United States, Sun and Venus, that can represent blockage or the the, the frustration in trying to get things accomplished, just as we are now 
reaching a point today where apparently we have enough vaccines to go out there, but a lot of people are hesitant. They don't want to get vaccines. So we could be quickly in a situation where even though President uh, Biden and Kamala Harris, Vice President Kamala Harris and other people in the administration really, really want everybody to get vaccinated in order to prevent the variants from coming through and having more problems this year. Because again, springtime, summer, people are sick and tired of, of doing masking, of staying indoors, of not being able to go to the gym, not being able to go to their offices, not being able to go to restaurants. And we see there's a fight now that has been happening the last several weeks. Governors in certain states, Texas, and some of the rural states, southern states in particular, opening things up much faster than the doctors and scientists and the government may want them to do things. And so we don't know where all this is going to go the next couple of months. Again, the reports from India and Brazil are horrifying of what's going on there. And we have so much focus right now on race relations and the, the split politically in our country, left and right, and all the different violence of the last couple of years, and particularly with the insurrection on January 6th, and what's still going on in the country. And yet the reports from some of the countries in Europe, there are many countries that are not even getting vaccines yet. So the question will be, we can't get rid of this. Um, we're certainly not even going to get close to herd immunity because so many people are in the anti-vax movement anyway. And now politically, and for many people who feel that um, it's it's too quick to do this, this is only on emergency use and we need to wait and other people who don't want to get shots at all, we're definitely the whole idea of herd immunity is definitely not going to happen. The question though is like, whatever's going on in Brazil, whatever's going on in India, and the variant that's come from the United Kingdom that's been affecting Michigan and certain states, we could get ourselves into a lot of problems again. And we'll get into this in another way, because it's not really related to um, the rest of the charts I want to present about uh, the Derek Chauvin verdict and so on. But it is all connected because we are still dealing with the pandemic. And a lot of the search for justice has a lot to do with Jupiter and Saturn now being in Aquarius. And even though we are now back to having issues regarding pandemics and the last time Jupiter and Saturn were in air signs instead of the earth signs that we had them from 1841, uh, almost totally from 1841 to uh, 2000, except for 1980-81, we had Jupiter and Saturn in Libra three times. But otherwise, we had Jupiter and Saturn in earth signs. I've shared before, this is a 794-year year cycle of Jupiter and Saturn moving through fire signs, earth signs, air signs, and water signs. And currently we now have restarted the air sign contingent, which will go on for about 180 years. Unfortunately, the last time we had the air signs, as I've shared before, and in the Coronavirus and Astrology 13 podcast, the last time Jupiter and Saturn were in air signs, and particularly in the universal air sign, which is in many ways the most dangerous because it is universal in its scope, um, 1345, two years before the bubonic plague or the black plague went from China and infiltrated Florence. The, what was the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction? Aquarius, 1345. I've done the research. So now we're back into the same Jupiter-Saturn and Aquarius. There was another Jupiter-Saturn Aquarius the last time it happened in 1405, 60 years after 1345. And the point is, when we had the biggest kind of most recent horrific plague. I mean, we did have the Spanish influenza of, of course, uh, 1918 and its devastation. And I've shared about that in the coronavirus and astrology uh, podcast and I've shared information connected to the discovery of Neptune, 
chart and so many other things. So this is all happening. And remember, it's not completely disconnected to what happened with George Floyd, because what, what did that institute? We had the Black Lives Matter uh, protests going on last year, which then created all this tension and violence between uh, National Guard's troops and local police and places like Portland, uh, here in Oregon and Minneapolis and Atlanta, Detroit, different cities that are more on the liberal end of things and have more minority populations, all kinds of marching and protests and violence and therefore police departments and destruction of property and what was going on last year. And this has created more of this whole split in the country. And simultaneously, we wind up going from Jupiter and Saturn in Earth signs into air signs by the at the winter solstice of December 21, 2020. Now we're in this new dispensation of Jupiter and Saturn in air signs. But instead of it being kumbaya and the dawning of a new age, as I shared before, I did a, I did a, uh, I read from a magazine, uh, Welcome Planet Earth cover story, that the, the dawning of the age of Aquarius would take 90 plus years. And I wrote that 22 years ago. So a recent podcast is maybe four or five podcasts ago. You'll see if you go into the folder, uh, folder sections, you'll see the cover story of that. And I put out the chart for Jupiter and Saturn coming together. The one that just happened December 21 of 2020, I had the chart in there in 1998 from Woken to Planet Earth and talking about the future, which is now and looking at Jupiter and Saturn and Aquarius. And so it isn't connected to the dawning of the age of Aquarius because Aquarius, the 2160 year cycle is related to constellations. It re it's related to our uh, spring times in the Northern hemisphere. It has to do with the earth and it's, it's, it's wobbles and it's revolutionary cycles and so on. Now, Jupiter and Saturn in Aquarius is a good metaphor or good hint that we should be learning more of these lessons of sisterhood and brotherhood and universality and all of us getting along. Uh, Jupiter and Saturn and all the air signs every 20 years for about the next 180 years are all opportunities to strengthen communications, uh, understand one another. This is the whole revolution of social networking and cryptocurrencies and all these other kinds of things. And in, in fact, the whole thing of videotaping or taking um, a picture of this it w would be unheard of in the past. And it's only through this technology, which is connected to things like uh, two energies like Jupiter and Saturn and Aquarius, that we have these opportunities. At the same time, we have this instant kind of communication that can create riots and information um, that can turn deadly as well as be favorable. So again, with the charts that are presented, with the George Floyd chart, um, you'll see that I'm just going to go give you some hints here. But before doing that, one more thing. Again, Pallas Athena and Sedna in the United States progress chart, absolutely no orb together. At in other, When we say no orb, that means not even a degree of the zodiac or two degrees or three degrees or five degrees. In, in astrology, when you get into it, as you, you will know if you're into astrology or you're an astrologer, there are different arcs of using the sun or using Jupiter or Saturn, different planets and different alignments, conjunctions and squares and oppositions and trines, all the different aspects. There's different orbs that are allowed, at least in the tradition of astrology. Now, not all astrologers agree to those. However, everyone knows in astrology, when something is absolutely precise, when there's not even, not, not even a half a degree, not even a quarter degree, when things are precise to the minute of arc, 
we have an enormous kind of explosion and in intensity of power. So in the United States, progressive energy, the progress chart has a lot to do with our evolution as a country, who we are in our souls, who we are in our psyches, who we are in our emotional development as a country. So emotionally, psychically, spiritually, that's why progressions and getting reports for progressions and learning about your progressions is invaluable. So Pallas Athena with Sedna, the Sedna has a lot to do with the depths of the ocean, both in terms of contacting extraordinary life from the depths of the ocean, but it's also dark and cold down there. There's enormous pressure that, um, and intensity. So the concepts of things being frozen, things being extremely cold, do have a lot to do with Sedna. So Pallas Athena is justice. It's, fa it's fairness um, having to do with blind justice, but also seeking knowledge and wisdom, and also strategizing. Uh, there's so many different keynotes and, and ideas, and I did share uh, Eleanor Bach's articles, two of them about the meaning of Pallas Athena. Pallas Athena also has a lot to do, not just with problem solving and strategizing and seeking knowledge and wisdom and justice, but our immune systems, how we how we protect the safety and security of the country. So even our, our defense department is connected uh, from a national or macro level to Pallas Athena. In mythology, Pallas Athena was considered a great goddess of the art of war. And she, as a goddess, was connected with all the different gods or uh, the, the, the male deities. And that didn't, didn't happen very much in that kind of uh, energy field when you look back at Greek and Roman mythology and other mythologies. So Pallas Athena and her archetypes are incredibly powerful. And the exact no-orb conjunction with Sedna, what I'm saying again, validates you getting into your progressions in your own way to understand what are your progressions. Now, in any of these reports, Skylog, Timeline, they don't, we don't have the asteroids are not in those programs, just to warn you. We do have an asteroid program, four asteroids in Chiron, of the four main asteroids in Chiron. There are no reports right now with Sedna or Eris, so I, I don't want to mislead anybody that you can get a Skylog or a Timeline or Life Progressions, and it's going to tell you about Sedna or Eris. The technology is not there yet to do progressions or, um, or natal interpretations by computer with Sedna, Eris, Quayor, chaos or any of these others. Eventually, I'm sure there will be, but at this point, they're not. Okay, so um, what you want to do is take a look at these different um, areas I've presented so far, and I'm, I'm not going to go on here very much longer. I just want to make sure you can go into the folder and you'll see the George Floyd chart and these other charts. So again, with George Floyd, um, his son um, on the left side, when you go in there, 20 plus of Libra, that's the exactly the United States um, Juno. Oh, what's amazing is when Juno made that station back when he died, Juno was stationing at five plus of Libra. In his natal chart, he has Pluto at four plus of Libra, squaring his Saturn. So the station of Juno when he passed away, remember the shadow of Juno, shadow side of Juno is rage um, by the disempowered. And look at what's happened with the Black Lives Matter movement and eventually leading to the Derek Chauvin verdict, which again, as I said, if the video had never been there, this would have not happened. Um, what's interesting is that Venus and Neptune are in an exact conjunction in his birth chart at five plus a Sagittarius. 
And on May uh, 26th, coming up shortly, we're going to have a total lunar eclipse at 5 plus of Sagittarius and Gemini. So that's a month away. But the whole, what George Floyd and his life and death represent the United States, he's born with Venus conjunct Neptune. In fact, he's got Pallas Athena at 28 of Scorpio. Sedna is opposite that position. Um, uh, the President of the United States, whether you like him or not, was in close contact with George Floyd's family and the brothers and the sister. And um, again, George Floyd leaves this, this, um, his own daughter as well. And Pallas Athena, search for justice, knowledge, and wisdom, um, and how we protect ourselves as a country and individuals with our immune systems, as well as problem solving. George Floyd, 28 plus a Scorpio, that's exactly the sun Venus in Joe Biden's chart. And again, Sedna is opposite that. You could go through uh, George Floyd's chart and see all kinds of things. For instance, he has Mars at five plus a Taurus. You'll see that uh, on the right side of his chart. That makes uh, in conjunct 150 degrees to his, his Pluto. And the Juno that was stationary when he died, five Libra plus, is almost exactly 150 degrees to his own Mars. And there are many other things in his birth chart. His Chiron is almost exactly the United States Chiron. Our Chiron for the U.S. is 20 plus of Aries opposite our Juno. When he came into the world, his son was on our Juno and Chiron was opposite, almost coming back to its position for the United States chart. So again, you can't make this up. Very extraordinary. His Saturn, you'll see up in the ninth house of the sunrise chart, four plus of Cancer. Well, the United States Venus-Jupiter conjunction is from three to five of Cancer. So his Saturn, uh, George Floyd's natal Saturn, is activating um, the United States chart. By the way, when the trial of Derek Chauvin was taking uh, started on that day, the moon was swinging right over the United States Juno and on the sun of George Floyd's chart. Again, another astounding synchronicity there. There's the chart for Minnesota. Okay, state charts, I've shared this with many of you before. I've shared different state charts in, in many of these podcasts. You could be living in a state that is not conducive to your best interests. Uh, California is September 9 of 1850, a sun in Virgo state. Where I live in Oregon, February 14, 1859, the sun in Aquarius right on the moon in Pallas Athena and Quayar in the United States chart. State charts are very powerful. Um, I, there's no... I don't know uh, about people getting readings. Um, I, I can do readings for people. Again, there's a section on t uh, telephone consultations in the astrology shop, and I've been doing them for 47 years. For as long as I focused on mundane and earth astrology, I've been doing consultations. There are five different kinds. So if you need an astrology consultation, your natal chart, your transits, your progressions, but you also want to know, hey, I'm living in California, I'm living in Tennessee, I'm living in Minnesota, or whatever country you're living in. If you're in another country, your country has a chart that is either conducive and helping you or not. And many people have been traveling, born in a particular state, have moved elsewhere. I've done a number of readings for folks who have moved to a state, and if we know your birth time, often people move to a place and it's exactly the wrong place to move for business or love and prosperity and health and so on. So if you have a birth time and you um, have never had your chart done where you're looking for a relocation or you've moved a lot or it feels as if you may be in a state that's not helping you in some way, it could very well be that the state chart and your chart are 
not simpatico. Now, on the other hand, maybe it is, but you won't know unless you sort of investigate this. So the chart for Minnesota is provided again. Uh, these times come from Mark Penfield, an astrologer from who did uh, a book called, um, let's see, Horoscopes of the Western Hemisphere. Mark Penfield did a lot of rectification work and investigating of when the different states entered the Union, when the President of the United States would declare, yes, this state entered the Union, and so on. May 11th, 1858, around 9.25 in the morning in St. Paul, Minnesota. That's the chart you'll see. The reason I'm presenting this, um, first of all, again, because this is where it all happened, uh, George Floyd's murder and now the verdict, and of course, uh, Dante Wright now being murdered 10 miles away from Minneapolis in Brooklyn Center. And what's extraordinary here is that when you look at this chart, I mean, there's a lot of things. I'm not going to talk about everything. By the way, the node, you'll see 14 plus of Pisces in the eighth house of this chart, the fate destiny point. That's where the United States sun, uh, secondary progressed sun and Pallas Athena came together two years ago. That's where Sedna is. All three of them in the United States chart, the progressed and natal Sedna and the progressed Sun and Pallas Athena, they're all focused on the North Node for Minnesota. Okay, so that's another thing about Minnesota. You'll also see Neptune just above the North Node at 24 plus of Pisces. Well, Minnesota is about to have a Neptune return. And in one of the, in the last podcast I did about Nep Neptune transits, because we're in a, Neptune has a cycle of 164, 165 years, Minnesota is having a Neptune return because we are now in a cycle of Neptune back to where it was in the time period of bleeding Kansas between 1856 and 1860 and 1861 when the Civil War started. And we already started sharing about that. I'll be sharing more about that. The, these cycles that we're in now, Neptune squaring our Mars and Neptune opposing its own position, they're very rare cycles. And because Neptune has a cycle of 165 years, this is very powerful. And so uh, Minnesota getting its police department reviewed by our attorney general and our uh, civil rights area there of the uh, Department of Justice as Neptune is coming back in that chart. That's very significant. Now, Neptune's not back yet, but it will happen over the next year or two. So they will be kind of the guinea pig of everything there of what's going to go on. By the way, um, the Sun and Mercury are in a conjunction around 20 of Taurus, 21 of Taurus. You'll see that at the top of the chart. That's very close to um, Vesta in the U.S. chart, which is at 19 plus of Taurus. Vesta, which has just made a station, and this afternoon the Moon and Vesta are together. So Vesta is safety and security of all Americans and of the country as a whole. It has a lot to do with investing the time and energy and focus, as well as the money in keeping us all safe and protected and also everything having to do to ensure our well-being as well as sisterhood and fellowship and many other occult meanings and again vesta can be negative because i did a whole uh, story I, which i read in one of the podcasts the vesta covenant our vesta united states vesta 20 of taurus is the same Vesta in the chart for adolf hitler it's the same vesta and chiron in the chart for the third reich and we go back to Nazi Germany, we find the misuse of Vesta energy, which is uh, considered positively the eternal flame, but not the not the the, the the evening torches in Nuremberg and all these horrific book burnings and other things. 
So I did a story on the Vesta Covenant and Welcome to Planet Earth and then read uh, from that in one or two podcasts you can find in the list at Mark Lerner Astrology, Radio, Astroscope, um, the, with the cover story about Vesta. So as much as Vesta can be positive, it can be also very challenging. And the Sun-Mercury conjunction for Minnesota is almost exactly within one degree of um, of the United States Vesta. And by the way, we don't know uh, George Floyd's birth time, but in using a sunrise chart, where do we find the moon for him? 21 of Taurus. So on the day of George Floyd's birth, his moon is, is somewhere near the United States Vesta. That's the Minnesota sun and Mercury. We already know that George Floyd's sun is exactly on our Juno. This is showing about, again, the significance of the asteroids in particular. But the main reason I wanted to present the chart for, um, and again, there's so many things in the Minnesota chart. You'll see Jupiter above, not far from Mercury, at 26 of Taurus, opposite Mars at 26 Scorpio. Well, what did I say earlier? When the, when the Verta came in, where was transiting Jupiter? 26 plus of Aquarius. On top of our moon, our palace Athena, and our Quaor as a country from July 4th, 1776. But regarding Minnesota, the state where, the, where this has all happened, that state has Jupiter opposite Mars from, from Taurus to Scorpio. By the way, Uranus is just two degrees further on from where Jupiter is at 28 Taurus. And what's there now? Sedna. And this is also um, the area where Joe Biden has his son in Venus, uh, where the Mars is at the bottom of this chart for Minnesota. So he's been on, on top of this one way or another, again, whether you like his politics or not. Uh, in close connection with George Floyd, in close connection with now that Merrick Garland is the attorney general, now that they're investigating um, the police department there. So Jupiter in the sky making an exact T-square triangle from 26 of Aquarius, squaring the Jupiter for Minnesota, squaring the Mars for, for Minnesota. Again, this just shows the synchronicity things. This, this is not just accidental. This is not a coincidence. It's that these events and these stories and these things that are often very tragic, but are also educational for us to learn about how we can all live together better and using astrology as well as the mythology and the meanings of these planets. So there you have some information. Um, I could go on here, but you can look more at Minnesota's chart. Now, I'm also giving out a chart for the progressions for the United States, the secondary progress chart. One of the reasons I'm doing this is I've shared this progress chart before uh, around, I uh, did a bunch of podcasts having to do with the election, the inauguration, and so it was in there. You'll see in the United States progress chart, and again, there's so many different positions that are important, but you'll see near the top in the upper area, like the ninth house, Venus now has progressed one plus a Taurus. What's opposite down below in the third house? Saturn, two plus a Scorpio. And a couple of months ago, the moon entered Aquarius and there was a T-square there. And now the moon is at six plus of Aquarius. So there's still a T-square going on, a challenging T-square. And also the other thing that was so big, and it's all connected back to Nancy Pelosi's Jupiter at 17 plus of Aries and Donald Trump's Jupiter at 17 plus of Libra, you'll see Mars and Chiron opposite in the U.S. progress chart. Chiron near Venus in the upper part of the ninth house is at 17 plus of Aries. 
Mars in the second house area is at 17 plus Libra. And it was back in 2006. It was after Welcome to Planet Earth uh, had finished. I, I had a previous website and I um, was warning our country uh, and government about Mars making a station in the progressions for the United States. It happened in 2006 during the George Bush Jr. administration. And uh, that was in his second term, which was the term that led to all kinds of uh, financial problems, 2008. And Mars can have a lot to do with debt. And we now are in an 80-year cycle. It started in 2006, so let's say we're 15 years into it. Another 65 years for the United States having Mars retrograde in our progressed chart. So um, these slow-moving progressions for a nation. Uh, the next one of the next progressed I don't have it in front of me the next planet that will station in the US chart is Jupiter in terms of a major planet going from retrograde to direct that's in a couple years so the fact that Jupiter right now is just on our moon our palace Athena and our quayar exactly and squaring the Minnesota um, Jupiter Mars contentious opposition from 26 Taurus to 26 Scorpio that's not accidental that's synchronistic and the fact that we've had this battle going on, remember opposition is a chart, they can be illuminating. Every full moon can be a time of illumination. It's when so many people do meditations individually in groups around the earth. That's what's going to be happening on April 26th with the Buddha full moon, as well as the one in Gemini Sagittarius, which will be a total lunar eclipse in late, in late May. That's called World Invocation Day, the Festival of the Christ, uh, the Festival of Humanity. Again, you can read more about these spiritual festivals, including the Shambhala one that was with the sun in Aries and the moon uh, in Libra, which happened in late March. And uh, it's all, uh, you can get free literature every year on the three spiritual festivals at lucistrust.org on their website, as well as so many free complimentary stories and information. So the, these raging tensions in the U.S. chart, Chiron and Mars, they're still opposite within like a half a degree from 17 plus of Aries to 17 plus of Libra. And those are the exact Jupiter positions of Nancy Pelosi and Donald Trump. Nancy Pelosi's Jupiter, 17 plus of Aries. Donald Trump's Jupiter, 17 plus Libra. And I shared many podcasts about this. So again, this isn't an accidental thing. This isn't a coincidence that Chiron and Mars are exactly at those degrees and two of these major leaders, Nancy Pelosi and Donald Trump, who were in a raging battle for four years, Nancy Pelosi, basically the, the most powerful woman. Uh, now that we have Kamala Harris, we can say, okay, Kamala Harris has reached the, the vice presidency and she's one heartbeat away from the presidency, whether you like her politics or not. We could be in for an extraordinary situation. Of, and I did a whole podcast on Kamala Harris from this perspective. And there's two podcasts on the Biden-Harris ticket for you to learn more about Kamala Harris. But Nancy Pelosi being Speaker of the House twice, now she's gonna be 81 years old. And it's really questionable whether next year at the midterm elections, whether the Democrats and whether Nancy Pelosi is still gonna be in that position. And she would be 82 years old next year. Now, Joe Biden's not getting any younger either. And I've uh, shared about that. So the question we have as a country is, do we want uh, presidents who are 78 or 80. Do we want a Donald Trump, whether you like him or not, running again when he's 78 years old, uh, assuming he can, you know, escape from some of the things going on in New York about um, whether it has to do with, you know, background and different things with his business and being investigated. So we don't know where that's going to go. But, uh, and this is not against age. I mean, when we have 
grandfathers and grandmothers and elders and people who we honor, who we consider to be caring and empathic and compassionate, that's great. But also the pressures of running a, a, a country uh, dealing, and again, we're going to do this in other podcasts about nuclear weapons. My main research, aside from John F. Kennedy, from a macro level is on atomic and nuclear energy that I started investigating 39 years ago when when Welcome Planet Earth wasn't even a newspaper. It was a stapled together newsletter. It was in the Taurus edition of um, 1982, I think, 82 or 83. It was 82. So that goes back almost 39 years. Um, it's You can find an article on this um, in the Earth Aquarius News section. You, it's an, a special thing of astrology uh, and atomic and nuclear energy. And it's not the original story. I still need to put that out. It went into five different newspapers, news. Let me put it this way. The first stapled together newsletter back in 1982, where, where I did the original research, then it went into the newspaper version uh, in 1983 and 1985. Um, and then it went into the magazine versions uh, after 1987 and onward uh, of astrology, atomic energy, nuclear energy. We're dealing with that right now. India and Pakistan being nuclear powers, Israel being a nuclear power, even though they don't talk about it, with with um, the whole issue with Iran and trying to deal with nuclear energy, uh, Kim Jong-un and North Korea. Of course, the Russians and the Chinese. Um, France has nuclear weapons. The United Kingdom, NATO, fundamentally has nuclear weapons. We have the issue of, of Vladimir Putin, who's been in position for 20 years now. And I did a podcast relating... Um, to Russia having its its first Saturn return because modern Russia came into being at Christmas 1991 and they just had uh, 29 years. And so Saturn is coming back for Russia. I almost said the Soviet Union. This is all with um, Navalny now near death possibly and ma massive demonstrations. Well, who has nukes? I mean, Putin, Russia, submarine nukes. Nuke, we, we, we've all got these concerns about rogue nukes. Of course, the Chinese have nukes and, and uh, Kim Jong-un with North Korea. So uh, this, these are very serious issues that are that are ongoing. So in the United States progress chart, we, we have the moon in Aquarius. Um, it was exact in a T-square uh, a couple of months ago, um, right when the election was happening and during the inauguration. And let's not forget, the inauguration happened. I don't want to bring up this old can of worms again during a void moon. And when the insurrection happened, Mars was at 30 degrees of Aries. That's where the moon was void on January 20th of 2021, when both uh, President Biden and Kamala Harris as vice president took their oaths of office. And I've shared a whole lot about void moons with JFK's um, uh, election, what happened there with his murder and Richard Nixon's second inauguration being a void moon and having Watergate there and him resigning. And then the second term of, of um, Bill Clinton leading to the Monica Lewinsky affair. Of course, this goes back to Roosevelt's fourth inauguration and him dying in office after three months when he died on April 12 of 1945 and Harry Truman took over. That inauguration happened during a void moon. And Barack Obama's uh, first inauguration when Joe Biden became vice president for the first time, a void moon at 30 degrees of Scorpio. And it's ironic and very upsetting that Joe Biden became vice president when during a void moon, 
with the moon at 30 of Scorpio, uh, which was also the sun degree when President Kennedy was assassinated. So the void moon um, for Barack Obama and Joe Biden taking office, 30 of Scorpio, and then Joe Biden, Kamala Harris taking their oaths 12 years later, when the moon is at 30 of Aries, not only is that void, but it's in a inconjunct of 150 degrees to the previous void. Now, it doesn't mean everything is going to fall apart here, but they're dealing with the pandemic. They're dealing with people who don't want to be vaccinated. We're dealing with a political and social divide that's of an, an enormous severity. We're having Neptune going opposite our Neptune and squaring our Mars and Neptune opposing our chaos, which we'll get into more. We're on the verge of having three Pluto returns in 2022, Pluto nearly coming back in 2023. This is in the, the money house of the U.S. chart in late Capricorn. We're, we're dealing with this whole bubble issue of cryptocurrencies and whether we have uh, stability of our own banking system, rivalries with China, different countries like India, China, considering creating digital uh, digital uh, currencies, the United States, also the Federal Reserve, considering whether we'll do that, the incredible rise and volatility of Bitcoin and all these other currencies. So everything is all over the place. And we're in a very, very challenging cycle. And also, of course, this year, as I shared in the last podcast, Saturn and Uranus are opposite that, excuse me, squaring each other. Saturn is in Aquarius, Uranus is in Taurus, and they are squaring three different times. And the first one already happened. Uh, that was back on, well, might as well just give that date again if I have it here. I do. Saturn squared Uranus February 17th by transit. The next one is June 14th. Saturn again squaring Uranus. Um, and then uh, right before Christmas, Saturn squaring Uranus. That's the major planetary challenging cycle. Uh, Jupiter will conjunct Neptune on April 12th of next year. And I did share about that one. That's for the whole world in, in Pisces. Around that time is when... Uh, uh, Neptune will be uh, making another return for Minnesota. So Neptune is coming back from Minnesota, which is interesting. And part of the reason why they are center stage with all of this. And again, this goes back to them coming into the United States in 1858, right after the whole time of bleeding Kansas and uh, Missouri had come into the Union as a slave state years before. And then Kansas came in. Uh, as a free state, but this all led to uh, the split in the country in the Civil War, April 12th of 1861. I will be sharing more about these charts because I'm adding these outer planets and it gives a, a nuance, a different way to look at the start of the Civil War, the birth of the United States, uh, George Washington taking the oath on April 30th of 1789, even charts like the Constitution, the Insurrection Act, and all these other ones. At any rate, the United States progressed, uh, secondary progress chart is presented here. And by the way, the progress moon now is on the south node of the U.S. birth chart. So that's another thing going on here. And that's going to be even, will, will stay very strong over the next month. And while all these issues are at white hot intensity. The Derek Chauvin chart, again, that's a for sunrise, March 19, 1976. Uh, I don't really want to get into his chart because uh, he's the person who perpetrated all of this, but there's so many different things. Just to give you examples, when you look at this chart, you'll see the sun, the end of Pisces, um, but he has a triple conjunction in late Aries, Chiron, Jupiter, Vesta, 29 of Aries. I just mentioned the Mars position at the insurrection was 
30 of Aries, the previous Mars-Uranus conjunction from February of 2019, before the insurrection, um, which was, uh, well, let's see, almost two years before, that Mars-Uranus conjunction in February 2019 was also at 30 of Aries. Is it possible that the Vesta for Derek Chauvin at 30 of Aries, where Mars was on the day of the insurrection as well, this is all part of this particular energy field, which is very uncomfortable to look at. The moon for Derek Chauvin is somewhere in Scorpio. You'll see the crescent moon in the eighth house. That means his moon was opposite George Floyd's moon. We see that Derek Chauvin's Venus, you'll see it in the 12th house of this chart. Again, this is not a, an official birth chart. It's for his birthday and year using sunrise. But you'll notice Venus is at five plus of Pisces. Why is that significant? Well, George Floyd's Venus is five plus Sagittarius conjunct Neptune. So they had an exact Venus square to one another and George Floyd having Venus with Neptune, both exactly square Derek Chauvin, who winds up being his murderer square his Venus. We see again, the moon in Scorpio and the North node for Derek Chauvin. And that moon energy is opposite George Floyd's moon. We see Pallas Athena in this chart, the diamond with the cross under it, if you look in the first house area, 20 plus of Aries, that's the United States Chiron, but it's also exactly opposite our Juno as a country, a 20 plus Libra, which turns out to be George Floyd's uh, son as well. Uh, so in a way, here's this person administering his version of justice in killing George Floyd, and we see his palace Athena exactly opposite the sun for George Floyd. Again, you can't make this up. This is not an accident. This is a synchronicity, whether we call it karma, we call it fate, we call it destiny, we call it uh, this extreme negativity. It's part of the original sin of our country with racism and slavery. You'll also notice, again, this extraordinary situation, Sedna in his chart, you'll see the letters S-E-D, three plus a Taurus. Well, that's the series position of Darnella Frazier, who's kind of the mother of this whole energy filming all this for everyone. She has series at three plus a Taurus. It's the discovery position of Chiron, the wounded healer, shamans, mentors, spiritual energies, deja vu, psychic sensitivity. Um, so we got this triangle here, Sedna, which can represent coldness of things or things that are frozen. Th those nine plus minutes of time when we see a person's life ebbing from them, I can't breathe. Same uh, words from um, Eric Garner from years ago back in Staten Island, New York. Anyone who has asthma problems, and I'm aware of this myself in my own life from the past, anyone who's had pneumonia, uh, and I had it 39 year, 30, almost 40 years ago, walking pneumonia, and that affected the capillaries in my lungs. So I understand you know, issues of not being able to breathe, um, of issues of having inhalers. Uh, let's remember uh, Jim Henson of the Muppets at 53. He died from, he had asthma. They came to his house too late. I, I guess he didn't have an inhaler. Um, you could go back in time, but I remember, I'm pretty sure he was 53. So many young people in our countries, in the inner cities, where there, where air is bad, where we've had smog, and just for lack of food, lack of good air, lack of exercise and other kinds of things and stresses and in, in growing up and not having the money to do things and not having 
the skills and the same opportunities, particularly in minority communities. We have so many young people um, who have asthma. Again, with the pandemic coming in, even though we know the pan this particular COVID is affecting much more than just lungs and older people, when it first is coming in, he, the issue was all about breathing and wearing masks and protecting ourselves and protecting other people and six feet apart and all these other things because it's 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 airborne. It's something that we can infect other people with and we can get infected. So um, all of these particular things are extraordinary, but I find it's amazing to think Dornella Frazier has series of three plus a Taurus. The discovery position of Chiron is three plus a Taurus. And now we see that Sedna, which can represent frozen cold positions or energies is at three plus a Taurus in the perpetrator, Derek Chauvin. You can go on with other things. Um, it's almost too exhausting to look at all this. A Juno, I, I may have mentioned this before, his Juno is six plus a Virgo. His Juno, which we've talked about, again, when it's negative, it can be disempowerment and the lack of peace and harmony, um, almost even terrorism. And his Juno is exactly right now where Vesta is stationary which has to do with safety and security. And he also has Juno opposite his Venus in his chart. You'll also see Ceres opposite Neptune. And both of those are squaring uh, Mercury, uh, which is in Pisces. In fact, Derek Chauvin's Mercury, 16 plus of Pisces, is the exact position right now of the United States progressed sun. And where he has Neptune, you'll see the trident above in his chart. We don't know if it's above in reality because we don't have his time birth, but for sunrise on that day, Neptune is at 13 plus a Sagittarius. Well, the nodes of the moon are transiting right now there. The fate points, fate destiny points for the whole world are at 13 plus Gemini, 13 plus Sagittarius. So almost everything in this person's chart, even Uranus, six plus a Scorpio. Well, he's this whole time period in the last year or so when he perpetrated this act, um, Uranus and Taurus opposing his natal Uranus. And since he's in his mid-40s, he's also just had Saturn opposing his own position. And Pluto is right now opposite his Saturn. You'll see a Saturn at 26 of Cancer in the fifth house area. And so uh, Pluto is currently going back and forth opposing that as he's be become evicted. He's now apparently in the only maximum security prison in isolation of course, for his own protection from um, from the main area, 23 out of 24 hours a day for obvious reasons there. So, um, excuse me, um, something was, I'm just, uh, I'm just trying to eliminate something that appeared on my computer screen, oddly enough. I don't know if this ever happens to you. There's what's called Java, JavaScript. So, um, it's just weird that that would be happening now, and I want to go on to doing everything else here. So let me make sure I, I keep going here with everything we're doing. The verdict on Derek Chauvin, uh, there's a chart for 4.06 in the afternoon, again, April 20th, 19, uh, 2021. So I actually haven't analyzed all this, but I did tell you earlier the moon in Leo was exactly on top of Jupiter in the chart for uh, Darnella Frazier. There's also... Um, the first quarter uh, phase, which was happening earlier um, on that day, and Vesta was stationary. So we have the, the power of Vesta, safety and security, investment, insurance, sisterhood, brotherhood, and many other esoteric qualities, occult factors, the eternal flame, which represents 
a kind of vigilance of, um, of Vesta on the day of the verdict. But you'll also see in the eighth house of this chart, you'll see Mercury, three plus a Taurus. That's, again, the Chiron discovery position. It's the Sedna for Derek Chauvac, Chauvin. It's um, the series position for Darnella Frazier. You'll also see Moon very closely squaring Venus and the Moon approaching a square to Uranus. The nodes, 13 plus Gemini, 13 Sagittarius, are exactly in the power line, the meridian, from above to below. And this is an exact chart. Now, again, apparently the, the, the jury came up with verdicts at 144 and 145 in the afternoon when they were in their own session. But it's the announcement of the verdicts uh, on to the world, to the nation, the world, that's that uh, we're showing here. Again, Vesta has just risen on the eastern horizon. In fact, if we went back in time to those 145, 144, uh, 145 times, um, then Virgo, uh, Vesta would have been somewhere in the first house of this chart. And the, the Taurian energies, including Uranus, would have been overhead. Nevertheless, all of this is extremely significant. Notice that the part of fortune, which is often forgotten, it's a synthesis of sun, moon, and rising circle with an X at the bottom of the chart is exactly with Juno. Again, you can't make this up within 17 minutes of arc. So as the announcement is read, um, so another time I will share more about the part of fortune. There are two parts, by the way, and you want to use the older part, which is in software, you can choose a day night part of fortune. That is not a good idea to do because it, it, it creates a problem. I've shared this with some of the people who've created different software astrology programs. The traditional part of fortune is you add the moon to the rising and subtract the sun. And at any rate, there's a whole bunch of things. If, you, if, if you've had your chart done, you should basically use the traditional understanding of the part of fortune, which is a path of happiness and fulfillment, or it's an energy where the sun, the moon, and the rising sign all come together. So in this case, um, and in, by the way, anytime there's a first quarter moon, the part of fortune has to be at the bottom of the chart by house. Anytime during a last quarter moon, the part of fortune would be toward the top of the uh, chart. So there are certain ways where you can know for sure that the part of fortune is being done correctly. At any rate, for the part of fortune in any chart to be exactly with the planet is pretty rare, statistically. I've been talking about Juno, Juno, Juno. Okay, Juno stationary at the time of George Floyd's death. We didn't know his chart. Then we find out he's born October 14, 1973, and his son in Libra is exactly on the United States Juno. The verdict comes in at a particular moment of time. It's announced to the world, and the part of fortune is exactly conjunct Juno at the bottom of this chart. So again, and Juno is fairly close to squaring Neptune, which is setting the trident figure, and Juno is in a wide opposition to Mars at the top. The fact that the nodes of the moon, though, fate and destiny, are exactly on the vertical power line is very extraordinary as far as I'm concerned. And Pallas Athena is also in a square to those nodes. You'll see Pallas underneath Neptune on the right side of the chart, the diamond with the cross under it. So um, you'll also see that the horizon 16 of Virgo, uh, 16 plus of Virgo, and then the setting point, 16 plus of Pisces, well, the progressed sun of the United States is, is within one degree of that spot. And that's very close, um, the setting area of this chart, to the sun, Pallas, Athena, and Sedna in a triple conjunction for the progressed chart for the United States. Again, you'll see Jupiter in this chart in the sixth house, 26 plus of Aquarius, almost precisely on our moon and our Pallas, Athena, basically at that degree where we also have Quaor. 
There are many other things uh, that we could look at in this particular chart, but those are, are some of the highlights, and I just wanted to make sure you would see that. So let's see, did we do everything? Well, did talked about George Floyd, talked about Minnesota, talked about the progress chart for the United States, Derek Chauvin, and, and so on. Um, so let me, without further ado, um, I want to read about Jesse Jackson. Jesse Jackson um, appearing two days ago, I thought was very significant because he's not in, in perfect health at this point. He was born, um, oh, again, his chart is also provided, Jesse Jackson, October 8, 1941. There's a little discrepancy of whether he's born um, in the book that when I did that, it was 3.30 p.m. He's born in Greenville, South Carolina. So I'm not being a stickler about that the time of birth has to be correct. What I want to share about is what I put into the chart uh, about other matters. Um, so there's three different times of, of Jesse Jackson. There's a 9 a.m. possibility. There's this 3.30, and I think there's a 2.15 chart. So in some places, you'll see Jesse Jackson born 215. Um, I'll either have that chart or the 330 time uh, in our folder. So I'm going to read uh, from the Jesse Jackson area. From This is going back to 1985 in my now uh, unavailable book, Mysteries of Venus, out of print. Okay, page 126. Jesse Jackson, Libra Sun on the USA Saturn Venus uh, midpoint opposite Saturn Sun and Moon and Venus signs. Jesse Jackson is one of the most remarkable figures of our era. He was a close assistant to the great black peace leader Martin Luther King Jr., born January 15, 1929. Remember, I wrote this in 1985, so that's uh, how many years ago now? 30, 36 years ago, 35 years ago. Jesse has been in the forefront of the struggle for minority rights against racism, and for bringing children out of the world of dope, crime, and negligence through his Operation Push centered in Chicago, Illinois. He ran an exciting race for president during 1984, bringing millions of formerly disenfranchised and disillusioned Americans to the polls. He is an energizing and charismatic orator. It is clear to me from astrological research that he has a distinct rendezvous with destiny relative to America. Jesse Jackson was born on October 8, 1941 in Greenville, South Carolina. With his son in Venusian Libra and moon in Venusian Taurus, he represents someone who must live out a totally Venusian-inspired life. This is clarified when we note that his Venus at 28 Scorpio is precisely opposite Saturn at 28 Taurus. Now, let me pause. This is what's so remarkable here. Here I am reading from, from the book I wrote, page 126, back in 1985. And what what was I just talking about? I was just talking about that Joe Biden has Sun conjunct Venus in late Scorpio at this spot, that Sedna is transiting the opposite point near the Pleiades at 28 of Taurus. And here I am mentioning, this was in bold print, that um, he's born with Venus at 28 Scorpio, exactly opposite Saturn at 28 of Taurus. Now back to what I wrote. Venus-Saturn conflicts have been considered in a very harsh light in traditional astrology. The person born under such a configuration was supposed to be emotionally disturbed or perverted, heavily restricted in terms of love, artistically inhibited, fearful in sexual expression, and so on. But keep in mind that an opposition polarity is very different from a conjunction or square. Adolf Hitler 
born April 20th, 1889, was born with Venus ruling his Libran rising chart, and that planet conjoined Mars, but squaring Saturn. A Venus-Saturn square can bring up more internal strife than an opposition. Opposition Oppositions will often work out three through key contacts with other people and the world. For Jesse, as he expresses his birth map in a transpersonal manner, Venus becomes his art and values, while Saturn represents the disempowered and restricted individuals in the society he is hoping to lift up. There is no doubt that Venus-Saturn in polarity is a tough, challenging climb, and it may mean such a dedicated life and hard, uh, life of hard work in the social sphere that there is very little time for personal pleasure and vain pursuits, which would be lower Venus. Jesse certainly seems to take his mission seriously, which is Saturnian. The other reason for Jesse's profundity on national affairs is that his Libra sun is exactly illuminating America's Saturn, karma of racism, slavery, oppression. Venusian Libra relates to justice, fairness, and equal rights under the law, both national and spiritual. Jesse has become an eloquent spokesman in this political social arena. His rainbow coalition is another expression of the rainbow bridge that must eventually link Venus and the Earth, each individual's personality and soul. Jesse is striving to bring all the people together under one rainbow banner. And in this sense, he is, he is echoing fellow Librans, uh, Bishop Tutu and Winnie Mandela in South Africa, Lequinessa of Poland and former President Carter and his accent on human rights. I feel Jesse Jackson is one of the prime heirs to the Venusian spiritual heritage of our great American nation. It is interesting how he is carrying on the work of Martin Luther King and Robert Kennedy, both of whom had early Taurus rising and were ruled by Venus. King was a solar Capricorn and Hesperian, with Venus exalted in Pisces, setting 40 degrees behind the sun. RFK, born November 20th, 1925, was a solar Scorpion and Hesperian, with Venus in Capricorn, the most elevated planet, setting 47 degrees behind the sun. Let me just pause here. When I say Hesperian, Venus is considered to be Luciferic, as a light bearer, this is not a negative Lucifer. It is a positive expression of the original meaning of Lucifer, meaning light bearer. If Venus is rising ahead of the sun, it's considered through my main teacher, uh, Dane Rudyard, to be Luciferic, whereas if Venus is an evening star on the day of a person's birth, and you will have either Venus rising ahead of your sun or behind it. So you're either Luciferic if you were to read my book or study it or listen to the, the Astrology in Five podcasts uh, on the Astrology Cosmic Calendar app, then you should familiarize yourself with those 20. Currently, there's 28 of those five-minute podcasts. I share a lot about Luciferic Venus versus Hesperian Venus. And if you're, you're born with Venus as an evening star where Venus was setting after the sun, that's what's called Hesperus, which means setting in the West. So again, um, my reference here is that Martin Luther King Jr. and Robert Kennedy um, King was born with the sun in Capricorn and Venus was setting after the sun as a Hesperian. Martin Luther King had Venus exalted in Pisces, setting 46 degrees behind the sun. RFK, sun sign Scorpio, also Hesperian with Venus in Capricorn, the most elevated planet, setting 47 degrees behind the sun. Jesse is, def uh, Jesse is also an Hesperian with Venus 42 degrees behind the sun. Jesse is definitely the political heir to those people who supported King and Kennedy. By the way, let me just add this. That's also uh, connected to um, 
our good friend, now the president of the United States, Joe Biden, in terms of the fact that he's so connected uh, to John F. Kennedy and Robert Kennedy in that particular time period. Uh, okay, so Jeff, Jesse is definitely uh, the political heir to those people who supported King and Kennedy, and he may gather enormous strength in any presidential campaigns of the future. It should be mentioned that Mahatma Gandhi, born October 2nd, 1869, one of the most enlightened Venusian peace leaders of our era, was also a solar Libran. He was an Hesperian with Venus and Scorpio 38 degrees behind his sun. His Venus was conjoined Mars and Scorpio and directly opposed to Pluto and Taurus. In many ways, his very presence on the planet was to be a balance against Hitler, as Gandhi's Venus-Mars union directly polarized the same conjunction for Hitler and Taurus. As usual, astrological comparisons can help us understand the purpose and destiny of major figures on the world stage. Jesse Jackson has a Venusian destiny number, for when you add up the digits of his month, day, and year, 10, 8, 1941, you come up with the double-digit master vibration of 33. 33 is a 6, but functioning on a higher level. It connects with the Christ ministry and supposed death of the Messiah at age 33. It certainly relates to the idea of the divine trinity and power. It is the evangelical number par excellence, and Jesse Jackson is clearly a prime expression of that force. One further point about Jesse's natal Venus. Its position at 27 plus Scorpio gives it an exact harmonic sextile to the USA Pluto at 27 plus Capricorn. Pluto symbolizes the corrupt USA financial power elite, the mysterious bankers and also the underworld mob, Pluto, that undermine true American democracy and freedom. Jesse's approach is to link up with the common folk and the masses out of power. Part of his destiny is to rally millions together and toss these bigwig money changers out of the American temple. Can Jesse Jackson do the impossible as Jesus did 2,000 years ago? Jesse is here to help clean up America's act. His Venusian placement can act as a lightning rod, electrifying the American people through his clear-seeing, mediating skills and ingenious mind. Keynote, compare natal Venus Venusian signs and the two lights to positions in national charts. Observe Venus contacts with Saturn or other outer planets. Check the destiny number. These, uh, I'm finished here, but this was just an example of in the book I was trying to share about the spiritual meanings and the psychological meanings and the emotional meanings on a higher level of, of how to learn about power of Venus in your birth chart by studying these examples of famous people. By the way, another big thing is that Jesse Jackson is born with J Jupiter state uh, retrograde at 21 Gemini plus, which is exactly the United States Mars. And his Mars at 70 plus of Aries is right where Chiron is stationary in the U.S. progress chart. So he is natally connected through Jupiter right on our Mars. Uh, his Mars is at 70 plus Aries. And the other thing to finish up that's so extraordinary and so sad and terrible, he was only 26 plus years old when Martin Luther King was murdered um, back on a April 4th of 1968. And the reason I bring this up is when that event happened and Robert Kennedy was in Indianapolis, he was running for the presidency at that point in the primaries and he would be murdered just two months later at the Ambassador Hotel in Los Angeles, as many of you may, may know and remember. Um, what I wanted to say here, though, is that that was an extraordinary day, April 4th, uh, near the end of that day of 1968, 
uh, when uh, Martin Luther King was murdered in Memphis, and then they went f searching for his killer all all over. I think his killer uh, was found in London. It took several weeks, and that was a whole other kind of issue of like who murdered uh, Martin Luther King and why, and 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 what what the conspiracies were about um, all of that. Um, but the sun was conjunct Saturn on April fourth of nineteen sixty eight. The sun was conjunct Saturn in the sky on the United States Saturn, um, or opposite that excuse me, opposite that position. The United States Saturn, which can represent the shadow of our own country, which is in the tw in, in the tenth house of America's birth chart, and before the discovery of Neptune, it was considered the elevated planet. The, the United States Sun in Cancer is in a square pattern to Saturn. It's part of the whole idea of of. The 13 colonies re revolting against um, King George III, Sun squaring Saturn. And we are basically the United States representing uh, the Sun and Cancer of these 13 colonies as a family of states of the Union fighting against a, a, a dictatorial figure, a tyrannical figure, Saturn, um, who is holding this, the scales of justice, no taxation without representation, all of these other kinds of things, the Boston Tea Party and all the reasons for the American Revolution. Nevertheless, um, it turns out that when Martin Luther King was murdered, um, the Sun and Saturn were making their annual conjunction and they were exactly 180 degrees to the United States Saturn. There were also several other things happening on that day and at that time that affected Jesse Jackson's chart. Because you see, he's born with the Sun conjunct Saturn, uh, the Sun with, uh, excuse me, with Juno, uh, in Jesse Jackson's chart, you'll see the Sun and Juno in Libra exactly on our Saturn. And when Martin Luther King Jr. was killed, the Sun and Saturn were exactly opposite that spot. So Jesse Jackson, we're going to end with, with this particular thing. Jesse Jackson is part of this whole scenario, just as Darnella Frazier um, started all this, as I'm saying, she's kind of the series mother nurturing force through her capacity, even though she feels a lot of recriminations wanting to to have done more for George Floyd. And her role, though, was to film this for everyone to see. And um, and then we see that Jesse Jackson is connected all the way back to Martin Luther King and those particular events of 1968, which is also connecting back to Robert Kennedy in Indianapolis, where we just had, again, these killings recently, ter terrible killings at a FedEx facility. And he's the one who winds up announcing to the nation that Martin Luther King has been murdered, then he gets murdered. And now uh, the president of the United States is born on his birthday, November 20th, uh, 1942, Joe Biden sharing the same birthday as Robert Kennedy, November 20th of 1925. And now we see Jesse Jackson still alive and still part of this scenario, which brings us all the way back to 1968 when he was only 26 plus years old. There are so many young people now in their 20s uh, in all, all different areas of American society and around the world who are trying to figure themselves out. When you're in your mid-20s, you're in between the age when you're supposed to be mature enough to get a job or having finished college in 21, but you haven't yet had your Saturn return at 28, 29 to 30. Who am I? Where am I going? What does my life mean? So Jesse Jackson was in that very, very uh, challenging time period. Kind of remarkable to, to think of him back in 1968, um, not even uh, 27 years old.
um, when that whole situation happened in Memphis, Tennessee. So he's been carrying this whole energy, and there he was, still alive, still um, representing the Martin Luther King Jr. energy, which was so much, so significant for a black movement in the country, minority movement, civil rights movement, and so many other things. So I'm going to end on that note, and um, we're... I will look forward to sharing with all of you again in podcast 82. We're going to be sharing more in the near future. I will do more on Neptune because Neptune will exactly go opposite its own position for the first time in 165 years. That'll happen on May the 1st. And that's today is April the 22nd. So that's in nine days that Neptune will officially oppose its own position. And once that happens, we won't be out of the the arc or the energy field of Neptune opposing its own position for the U.S. till March, um, March of next year. And we're still going to have Neptune at the bottom of America's birth chart as well. That will still go on next year. And February 20th of next year, right before Neptune makes its third of the three oppositions to its own position for the U.S., that's when Pluto will start returning for the United States three times next year. So we've got our hands full. Uh, of course, there are always potential breakthroughs, even with things like Neptune opposing a country's own ne Neptune and squaring our Mars. There can be opportunities for education and enlightenment. And that's part of what's happening here with what's just gone on in Minneapolis and what is continuing to happen. But uh, because of the racism in the country, because of this ongoing political divide that never seems to end and now having the pandemic and new cycles of Jupiter and Saturn and air signs and moving away from earth signs and all of these bubbles with cryptocurrencies and upheavals regarding money and power and people um, losing jobs and losing their homes and still very scary things going on with these variants with the pandemics. I mean, we've got our hands full across the board with all different issues for the country. I will continue with these different podcasts. Thank you very, very much for listening. Um, I hope you can go to the website, to the complimentary areas. Um, don't forget also Astro Business Keys, astro-businesskeys at Great Bear Enterprises with the plural, greatbearenterprise.com. Astro Business Keys has the main keynotes and themes and archetypes of the sun, the moon, the eight planets, the four main asteroids, Ceres, Pallas, Athena, Juno, and Vesta, as well as Chiron as well as global hotspots, the next full moon, which is coming up on April 26, a very powerful one, global hotspots on our website, complimentary to learn more about new moons and full moons and what's happening in the country, learning more also about astrocartography and seeing uh, each new moon or full moon or eclipse as it's happening in Washington, DC, the capital for the United States. Plus Earth Aquarius News, the complimentary area where you can see the JFK article um, which is uh, the, the Wound That Never Heals, America's Turning Point of the 20th Century, to read about that and my research on John F. Kennedy, Lee Harvey Oswald, uh, what happened on November 22nd, 1963, and the power of Chiron, as well as the atomic and nuclear astrology energy in a special article also in our Earth Aquarius News section, because the, the nuclear issues are still very big and very frightening. Uh, we can't forget about what happened um, during the Cuban Missile Crisis and over the course of time of having nuclear weapons and all these different countries and, and dictators and war leaders and rogue weapons and things like that. 
So the more you can learn about this, uh, the better. And as I've said before, uh, for those of you who have the complimentary um, Astrology Cosmic Calendar app, one day at a time, um, seriously consider subscribing, which is not expensive, so you can go into the future, a week into the future, two weeks into the future, and look ahead to make appointments and know what is happening tomorrow, the next day, next week, three weeks from now, and so on. That's the advantage of, of the Cosmic Calendar. And if you want to get into progressions, I strongly recommend you go to our astrology sh shop uh, in the astrology report area. Again, see samples of Skylog, of timeline, of life progressions, and see the different uh, interpretations and how they run. And that way you'll learn about, um, particularly if you, if you were to get um, either timeline or Skylog. I think Skylog, Skylog is the best. That's my personal feeling because... The interpretations of progressions and transits are essay-like, and Stephen Forrest, who designed these, these are all from Matrix software, and we have 15 different reports as well. You know, we do have four asteroids in Chiron uh, in the, your natal chart, and their mythologies, and their uh, aspects, and house positions, and their meanings. So you can learn about the asteroids and Chiron there. But with Skylog and Timeline, they don't include asteroids. As I said, they don't include Sedna or Eris or Chiron, but they are fantastic for learning about your progressions. And if you don't learn about your progressions, you're missing an enormous part of your chart. So with, with that, uh, many blessings to all of you. Again, thank you very much for listening. And next time, oh yeah, uh, also with the app, uh, do listen to those five-minute um, astrology in five sec sections so you can learn more about Venus in its Luciferic or Hesperian positions, because each one of us Every one of you, you have either Venus rising ahead of your sun, which is called Lucifer the light bearer, not in a negative way, or you have Venus behind your sun, or what we call setting after the sun, called Hesperus. And I share all about that in these different um, podcasts, um, uh, Astrology in Five, those short ones rather than these long ones. And that way you can listen to a lot of those five minutes at a time and learn more about the power of Venus on spiritual levels. Thank you very much. We'll go on to the next uh, podcast, uh, hopefully in the next week or two. Take good care. Bye for now.